dewy fresh on the beach. Welcome to the All or Nothing Podcast, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Boulogne. In this episode, we're going to focus on mobile devices. So we're talking about cell phones, laptops, and, and tablets. Now, over the last decade, the usage of these type of devices has blown up, not only for personal use, but for business as well. We have companies and corporations that are buying these things in bulk. We're talking about hundreds and thousands at a time. Now, what I like about our next guest is that he was able to recognize an untapped market and capitalize. He saw that these companies were leaving money on the table and found a way not only to help them save money while they purchase phones, but also to get money in return when it's time to replace them. So let's go ahead and jump into this interview with the founder and CEO of Buyback Corps, Dan Steinberg. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing terrific. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Very much appreciate the opportunity to be here. Over the last 10 years, the emergence of mobile devices have really taken off, both for personal use and businesses. Big companies are buying thousands of different mobile devices for their employees. And with that comes possible risk and rewards. Your team buys and sells mobile devices to different companies around the world. What got you started in this space and what were some of the opportunities you saw early on? Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's a great question. And um, a lot of it comes you know, down to my background. I was working at uh, one of the largest cell phone distributors in the world, um, and I really saw the opportunity that existed within the global demand for used devices, especially in third world countries and emerging markets. And what we really wanted to do was we, we set out to bridge the supply and demand between the U.S. and these other markets because of this major imbalance that was going on. In corporate America, um, you have corporations that are giving out millions of smartphones and tablets to their employees to be able to do their day-to-day jobs, and thus it gave birth to this billion-dollar marketplace where the used devices get upgraded um, you know, after about two years of being active. And most companies in the cell phone space didn't really understand the enterprise customer, the larger corporate customer, and how to successfully navigate them to a successful buyback transaction. So we saw this as a tremendous opportunity and niche to service these enterprise customers and build a brand and a service and a product around them that would allow them to um, to sell off their old devices as they were upgrading to new equipment. Um, and we started by buying just in, uh, in, in handfuls of phones from smaller businesses. And ultimately, we were able to build momentum and win the trust of some of the largest uh, corporations in the United States. And then once we bring the product uh, inventory into our warehouses and we test them and we process them, ultimately, we make them available for resale throughout uh, global sales and distribution channel. Throughout that process, though, you're helping companies save money. And there's a lot of companies out there that are currently leaving money on the table because they don't know how to capitalize. So how does your team help companies add a significant amount of money to their bank accounts? Well, sure. I, you know, a, a great way to say it is that there's a famous phrase that a, a penny saved is a penny earned. Um, all the more so in our business for the value that we're providing, we're not helping to save money. We're actually providing funds that would not have otherwise been there. So while there are many companies that are in the cost-saving space and in the expense-saving uh, space, 
we're actually providing new funds that wouldn't have otherwise existed. So, for example, if a customer, uh, let's say a large law firm or a large investment bank, had uh, a thousand iPhone sixes that they had uh, distributed throughout their employees, and now they were upgrading to the newest model of an iPhone, uh, we would step in there and we would build a, a, a buyback opportunity with them and purchase all the uh, all the retired units. Um, and that can easily be, you know, that can easily be a six-figure amount. Um, in, if because we see an average buyback value of over a hundred dollars per unit, so on a thousand units, that could be a hundred thousand dollars in value um, in actual funds that we're providing to these customers. Security is always a concern when you're handling someone else's data. How does your team protect the sensitive information that these different companies are putting in your hands? Uh, sure, absolutely. That's such an excellent question, and uh, I really I love talking about data security. Um, our company has prided itself on, on being a true pioneer in setting an industry standard for the most comprehensive and the most rigorous, rigorous processes around data wiping. One of the coolest tools that we actually use is a proprietary software that overwrites all the remaining data on the devices as we receive them, and the software is so effective that there's actually uh, an insurance policy guaranteeing the security of all the data for the customers that we partner and work together with. You're currently working with some of the largest wireless carriers in the world, operating their buyback programs. Can you discuss how different partnerships have helped you scale your business? Oh, definitely. Well, without scale, it's very hard for the economics of uh, most businesses to make sense. That's certainly true for our industry as well. Um, if we were buying just, uh, you know, hundreds of devices, it would be hard to have the economies of scale necessary to have a warehouse and infrastructure in place to run this business. When we first started out, we used to literally cold call CIOs at the time, uh, some of the largest companies, and we would try to win their business the old-fashioned way. Ultimately, we wanted to discover a way to offer our services at scale, so we built our company, our products, and our services all around the carrier's business model, and uh, ultimately developed some secrets as well as creative ways to affect their bottom line numbers and to provide tremendous value to the carriers. Uh, the carrier already controls all aspects of the customer's mobility needs, so partnering together with them was really a no-brainer for us. Um, and as uh, we began to win their trust and develop an integrated partnership, um, they began to continue feeding us more and more of their customers uh, until this point where they bring us in on uh, the majority of the opportunities that they're working on because every time they're selling new devices, it means that there's old ones being replaced. So they're trying to tie us into every single opportunity they're working on. Because this is a B2B business, the marketing is completely different than if you were selling directly to a retail customer. What are some of the keys to building relationships with both small and enterprise customers? Definitely. Uh, my, my background is actually in marketing and in dealing with people, and I think all day long um, about, you know, about our customers and about dealing with people because the number one most important thing in any business is getting new customers. We have a unique business model because, in essence, we're really dealing with two different customers. On one hand, we have the carrier who's sending us referrals of all of their business customers that they're selling the new phones and service to. And then on the other hand, we have the end business customers that we're working with. So we spend a significant amount of our time marketing to the different sales divisions and the various sales teams throughout the carriers. Um, and then... 
similarly, when um, similarly, once we begin to get introduced and actually start dealing with the customer, it's an entirely you know different interaction and a different effort that's going into that. Mm-hmm. What I like about what you're doing is that, as a business, your team isn't just going after the big corporations. You're also trying to connect the billions of people in third world countries that don't have access to affordable technology. Talk about what your team is doing to help build these developing nations. My pleasure. Um, as, as, both the, as both the CEO and founder of this company, all, all my friends and my family, they know my feelings on global connectivity and helping to provide technology access, to, especially to underprivileged markets. The best way to fight poverty in a lot of these countries is with knowledge and opportunity. I mean, a person can, uh, in a third, living in a third world country uh, was once upon a time cut off from having skill sets and the opportunities that exist in a Western economy. But today, a person with a smartphone or a tablet can literally learn an incredible amount of, of information and income-producing skills from having an internet-connected device. Coding, programming, software development, even graphic design. I mean, imagine a place where the income, average income is $5 per week, and then they learn a skill that they're able to make their services available on the World Wide Web, and they can sell, the, they can sell their services to anybody around the world. Um, the issue is that new smartphones and tablets uh, come with a very high price tag and are simply unaffordable for many of the consumers in these markets. Our goal is to bridge the gap um, in, these imbalances, in these imbalanced markets and buy as many old devices in countries like the U.S., so that they can be offered and resold in poor regions of the world for a much more significantly affordable price tag. Um, more than 50% of uh, the world still does not, doesn't have access to internet, which in reality means that they don't have any access to uh, the world's information, news, and knowledge base. There's still a lot of work to be done in this space, um, but we see ourselves as playing a key role in helping to connect the world um, in, a much more, uh, in a much more sophisticated way in the years to come. Dan, is there anything else you want to tell our audience before you go? Um, well, I mean, I assume there, you know, there are many entrepreneurs and there's many, uh, I guess what's called futurepreneurs, uh, which are, you know, which listen to your show. And I know from my own experiences that I'm always curious to learn about what someone considers the most valuable piece of advice in building a company. Um, in our scenario, I think it's actually quite simple in that, um, Nobody ever wants to buy what you're selling. When you're just in business, that you pick a product, you pick a service, and then you just go out and you try to sell it to people, the fact that you wanted to sell it to them is kind of irrelevant. People really only buy what they need or what they think they need. Our biggest thing is that we always focus on everything backwards. We reverse engineer all of our products and services in our sales process by understanding what would be the most valuable what would be the most valuable thing we can do for our partners and for our customers? We understand that first, and then we build all of our services around that. Um, I once read a great quote which said something to the tune of, uh, if you want to build a, a million-dollar business, come up with a way to help a million people. Mm -hmm. Once you're really offering a product or service that's of real value and help to people, your company will have a foundation of providing intrinsic value so that you're able to stand on that and build a customer base uh, around that need that, that truly exists in the market, the marketplace, and then you'll be able to scale out from there. But ultimately, you always want to focus on what the real need in the marketplace is and never get confused with what your personal business needs are versus understanding what your customers and partners' needs are because only by fulfilling that will you be able to build a successful business. I want to thank Dan Steinberg, the founder of Buyback Corps, for being on the show. 
And if you want to hear more interviews like this, follow the All or Nothing podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal. That's a wrap for this episode of All or Nothing, where we bring to you companies that are here to change the game. And I'm your host, Rodrigo Ballone.